You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace that I hope has a room for a few more Blue Jays names. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first order. It's appropriate because the Blue Jays got built up today. Uh, As we were talking yesterday... I didn't see a big deal for the Blue Jays coming up at the trade deadline. They might add, I figured they might add like another piece or two, just minor stuff. Um, apparently, they went for a compromise and did minor stuff, but with bigger names that you probably have heard of before. Just, they were really smart about it. We're going to talk about the three trades that the Blue Jays made at the deadline today, as well as how they fit in to where this Blue Jays team is trying to go, which is apparently deeper in the playoffs than we thought. And we'll talk about that a little bit more, too. I can tell you what, we're not talking about today's Orioles game. I'm sorry. You want game coverage? Maybe tomorrow. We'll go over it, but I'll probably be more focused on the Marlins. Just because, yeah, I don't need to see Cesar Valdez anymore, thanks. So, yeah, we are going to ignore the play on the field and discuss everyone's favorite part of sports fandom, the juicy, juicy trades that the Blue Jays unleashed on the populace today. So... Let's start with the first one that the Blue Jays made. Um, They acquired Robbie Ray from the Arizona Diamondbacks. And you can be forgiven if you would be a lot more excited about this trade like last year. Because the Robbie Ray of 2020 is the definition of a buy low candidate. A buy-low candidate so far in in the low that Arizona actually paid Toronto to take him. Toronto got $300,000 in cash considerations in the deal. Along with Robbie Ray, who every time I say his name, all I can think of is that song Airplanes by B.O.B. with Haley Williams, which is primarily the reason why I like that song, but... Anyway, getting sidetracked. Robbie Ray acquired along with cash in exchange for Travis Bergen. Now, Robbie Ray is a buy-low candidate because he has fallen well off the wayside from the pitcher who stormed through the league in 2017 and was named an all-star and finished top 10 in Cy Young voting. He's even a far cry from last year's edition of Robbie Ray, who was still pretty good. Even if the ERA was creeping up there, he had 235 strikeouts in 174 
and a third innings. However, this year's Robbie Ray is one of the major reasons why Arizona is selling off pieces, including ones they just got. As evidenced by the Starling Marte trade, the Archie Bradley trade, Arizona was a big seller today. This season, Robbie Ray is 1-4 with a 7-84 ERA in 7 starts. He lasted 31 innings in those starts. And while giving up 31 hits isn't terrible, matching that with 31 walks is. Gives him a whip of 2. Leads the majors. In walks, leads the National League in earned runs with 27. Still striking people out, though. Got 43 of those in those 31 innings so far. But another category he leads the National League in, wild pitches with six. So, yeah, there's some work that Pete Walker is going to have to do in order to try and get the full value out of Robbie Ray. The good thing is, it didn't cost the Blue Jays much. Travis Bergen, he had one good outing so far in his only outing in 2020. It was good against Boston, inning and two-thirds scoreless. But he's a guy who, you know, was a Rule 5 pick for a reason. I don't know what Arizona saw in him. Because in two outings against Arizona last season, while he was with San Francisco, he had a 10.80 ERA. And gave up a home run to shortstop Nick Ahmed. So, wasn't exactly impressive. But hey, the Diamondbacks just need arms to get them through the rest of the season. And the Blue Jays can definitely provide that. So, Bergen's gone. Where do the Blue Jays go from here? There were talks about getting a shortstop. Well, they did that. They went to the Miami Marlins and had them tell Jonathan VR in the middle of a game, which was caught on camera, that he was now a Blue Jay as Toronto acquired him from Miami in exchange for the ever-popular player to be named later. It's been widely reported that that player is Griffin Conine, which... So, in a prospect position that didn't have a lot of depth for the Blue Jays. They do trade one of their one of their biggest hopes for the future. And maybe that was made a little easier with Teoscar Hernandez, you know, tied for the American League lead in home runs. Maybe they think they finally have someone that they can actually use. But in return for Conine, the Blue Jays pick up another uh, National League leader. National League leader in steals. Actually, Major League leader. I'm not giving Jonathan VR enough credit. Major League leader in steals with nine, which says all you need to know about stealing in the modern era. Also leads the majors in times caught stealing because he's been caught stealing five times. And, you know, this is a trend with the Blue Jays' acquisitions today. But again... VR is a low-cost pickup who adds a lot of speed, which is something the Blue Jays haven't had that they could theoretically deploy on a regular basis. We saw how they treated Anthony Alford before he was designated for assignment. He was a late-game defensive replacement and solely as a pinch hitter. VR will immediately step into shortstop um, 
as the injury replacement for Bo Bichette. He can move around the diamond once Bichette comes back, which is very attractive. And again, he he just raises the floor of what the Blue Jays can do in late game situations. Because we've seen how hamstrung Charlie Montoyo has been in regards to those bats. I mean, now he has two of the same kind of person in Daniel Vogel back and Roddy Telez. But VR definitely opens up a lot more possibilities with his ability to get on base, his ability to bunt, his ability to steal. He adds another dimension that the Blue Jays were lacking in once Alfred went out the door. So again, a, a very smart, savvy acquisition for the Blue Jays. But they weren't done. After the deadline, it was reported that the Blue Jays added another pitcher, this time former Dodger Ross Stripling. And Chicken Strip heads north of the border for two player-to-be-named-laters. And I know people are kind of hand-wringing, like, well, who, who the heck did they give up? One, if it's two, it's two the Dodgers. They're not going to be high up. Two... Much like Robbie Ray led the National League in walks and Jonathan VR led Major League Baseball in times caught stealing, Ross Stripling is another league leader in a category you don't want because Ross Stripling leads the National League in home runs allowed with 12. And now he's coming to Salem Field. Yeah, this is definitely an off year for Stripling. Don't let the win-loss record fool you. If you're judging by a win-loss record anyway, what are you doing? 3-1, and one, but a 5.61 ERA and 7 starts. And he has been bombed this year. Those 12 home runs in 33 and 2 thirds innings. Just not good. He is striking out more batters. Then he is allowing cross the plate, which is fine. He's got 27 strikeouts, but he's given up 38 hits and 12 of them have left the yard. And I'm going to keep harping on how many home runs he's given up. But he doesn't walk batters. He's only walked 11. And like I said, for a guy who has been the subject of trade speculation forever, who's been... You know, shuttled in and out of the Dodgers rotation for the past, you know, for the past since he was a Dodger. Um, This, I guess, adds a bit of clarity to Ross Stripling's life and that he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Even if he did start all seven games this season. First time he's started all the games he's pitched for the Dodgers in a season. Still comes up north, still gets to get out of there, gets to forget that the Dodgers tried to trade him to the Angels, along with Jock Peterson, for a package that's centered around Luis Rengifo. Gets to leave all that behind and head to the home of the Buffalo Wing. And when you're a guy who is pitched with chicken strip on your back, you have to appreciate that. So, Blue Jays have done a lot today. Where do these guys fit in? And where are the Blue Jays going? Not entirely sure, but 
if you're looking for someone to fill a job position, you should be going to Indeed.com. I mean, Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring process. You only pay for what you need. You can stop at any time, no long-term contracts, so you get the people you need. They provide powerful tools that make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. And with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, they're going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. That's a lot of jobs. So right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. So try Indeed out with that free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. It's the best offer you're going to find anywhere else. Don't listen to those other podcasts. This is the one. This is the one credit you want to use. So go right now. Indeed.com slash locked on MLB. The terms and conditions apply. This offer is valid through September 30th and get the person you need for your job. And then, you know, while you're pouring over all these qualified candidates that you're getting through Indeed, you're going to be hungry. So why not use Postmates and get yourself some food, whether you need sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., red wine at 4 p.m., or ibuprofen when you wake up. You can just Postmate it. It's your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever delivery you need, all year round, Postmates can deliver. The largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery, and convenience stores, traditional retailers, anything you could want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Although, as a former retail worker, please try not to do it on Christmas. That's just... Get your Christmas shopping done early. Don't get them to get you something from the convenience store. Even though they will do that for you. Just be smarter. And know that Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. If you were that kind of person. I I will judge you, but Postmates won't. And they will deliver it to you. So just download the app for uh, iPhone or, or Android for free. But browse their local restaurants and businesses. Track your delivery in real time. And for the first week that you sign up with Postmates, our listeners are getting a $100 free delivery credit. You just download the app, use the code locked on for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. So anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it, download Postmates and save with that code locked on. You are locked on Blue Jays. Your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Alright, so what to make of all this in the grand spectrum of things. The giant tapestry that is the 2020 MLB season. First of all, let's give a shout out to Rob Manfred who made this trade deadline episode possible because with the expanded playoffs and Toronto currently sitting in that eight slot they made this happen because they sure as heck would not be this aggressive at the deadline without knowing that they basically had a playoff spot secured and 
you know, seeing the wounded Yankees start falling towards them and just licking their chops at the prospect of facing Davey Garcia or try, or trying to to hold Brett Gardner within the park to get to that second slot in the AL East. Still might not have been good enough in, in recent years. Might have only got into that one, car, one game wild card. But Toronto's in it to win it this year. They want they want that playoff experience, and if you got Teoscar Hernandez and Randall Grichik hitting like this, I am all for it. Get the winning feeling back for these Blue Jays. I mean, they had it in New Hampshire. Bobachet, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Nate Pearson, all these guys had the winning taste in New Hampshire. They know what a championship feels like. But then they come up to Toronto last year, and it's like, well, you're a 90-loss team. Good work. This gives them the opportunity to get that experience, to get that winning feeling. Even if it's not a long run, it's still a run. I mean, would the Maple Leafs be where they are if they didn't take Washington to six games that first time they got into the playoffs? Okay, I I don't know how I heard that cricket chirping in the middle of my apartment, but that's okay. We'll move on. Still, getting that kind of experience can only help this team, even if it is for a brief time. Second, they still have plenty of ammunition to make a big move in the offseason. And you saw a lot of teams hold on to big trading chips. The Rangers didn't deal Lance Lynn. They only parted with Mike Miner. Uh, Cleveland made its deal to get rid of Mike Clevenger. Didn't trade Zach Plezak. Didn't trade Francisco Lindor. There are going to be so many more names available when they, when GMs and owners think a full season is on the cards. And by parting with Travis Bergen and Griffin Conine and unknown players of minor consequence, hopefully not the same kind of consequences like Edward Olivares, but that's a risky take. With these kind of trades. But still. As far as we know. It's not Jordan Groshans. It's not Simeon Woods Richardson. It's not Adam Kloffenstein. It's not Alec Manawa. It's not major prospect pieces. That the Blue Jays are looking at. So. To get the talent that they did. And and again. As much as I, I harped on. Robbie Ray's walks. And. Ross Stripling's home runs and Jonathan VR's, you know, aggressive base running styles. The ceiling with all three of those guys is very high. Blue Jays fans remember what Jonathan VR did to them as a member of the Orioles. It was not good. It was like Hanser Alberto levels of frustrating. You you talk to a casual fan, they'll tell you how dominant Robbie Ray can be as a strikeout pitcher. And Ross Stripling serves a very valuable role in the 2020 season as a guy who is just as comfortable as a starter as he is in the bullpen. And depending on how the Blue Jays decide to shake things out in the rotation, that could be where Stripling finds himself. Um, I did a quick projection earlier today. The way I see the rotation right now, it's Ryu, Walker, Roark, Anderson and Stripling with Ray 
ticketed for the bullpen at this time. Ray shows he can string together a couple innings without walking a batter. Maybe he can come back in the rotation. But for now, it's going to be the guys who can actually get the innings who are going to get those rotation spots. And when Matt Shoemaker comes back, I expect him to knock Stripling out of the rotation. Pearson, I am pretty sure, is coming back as a bullpen arm. But we can talk about that more later in the week. And then, as I said, VR will immediately move into that starting shortstop spot. I'm going to guess Santiago Espinal gets option to make room for him. And probably, I would have to imagine, Sean Reed Foley gets option as well. I don't think they're going to op- They're going to waive Wilmer Font as much as I would like it. But they're going to make the decisions they make. So... VR, again, takes that starting spot and then if, when Bo comes back, slots into that super utility role that Espinal will find himself in. A guy who can play across the infield, who can play outfield, who can come on late, try and get a base hit, steal a base, just create a run with his legs. And he'll do it a lot more frequently than Anthony Alford. So, all in all, the Blue Jays raised the floor of what their team can potentially do. They heightened the ceiling of what this 2020 team can do. And this is only for 2020 because Taiwan Walker, Robbie Ray, and Jonathan VR are all free agents at the end of the season. I believe Stripling has a bit more control. I think, yeah, he's are eligible this season, can't be a free agent until 2023. So the Blue Jays can get a look at him for a couple years and then figure out what they want to do. But these are solid moves made to support a young core. And these are the kind of moves that the Blue Jays are going to make in the future if they want to be a contending team, if they want to put the pressure on other teams. And... You can argue that other teams really didn't do a lot. Um, Yeah, Cleveland got back a haul for Mike Clevenger. Um, Oakland got Tommy LaStella and Mike Miner. Houston didn't do anything. Tampa Bay traded Jose Martinez, which I am very thankful for that because he was a pain. And they traded Anthony Banda. But... Tampa Bay really didn't add anyone other than Brett Phillips. So, okay. Yankees didn't add anyone. Boston subtracted actively. Minnesota didn't add anyone. Toronto was really the only aggressive American League team today. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with these new assets added to try and make a run. So like I said, they if they keep this up, they're going to take out the Yankees for a second. That's, that's going to be a mere formality, the way the Yankees are playing. Can they make a run at Tampa Bay? They've proved they can hang with them somewhat. Four and six against Tampa Bay this season, and four of those losses were in extra innings. So, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they couldn't take out Tampa Bay either. They get the pitching. They got a shot. 
And in this expanded playoff, in this weird season where they're going to be facing some team in probably Arlington, why not take the shot you have? You don't know what's going to happen with this mixed up kind of year. Toronto's given themselves a shot. They've done what they can. Now we'll see how they roll through September. We'll be with them every step of the way here on Locked On Blue Jays. If you want to stay with us and keep tabs on them, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya. Wherever you get podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Locked On Jays. And you can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are in there because, as usual, Twitter is dumb. Especially when it's spouting out interviews like it's doing right now. I'm going to say no more than that. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this deadline wrap-up edition of the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about on-the-field stuff, probably. As the Blue Jays head down to Miami. Yep, that's not scary. They'll head to Miami and we will talk about them tomorrow. So for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at JaysRunACouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode. And y'all take care.